Hi everyone, welcome to the Soulful Storm podcast. I am your host, Tasha Sampa, and I am here with my like amazing guest, Bree. Bree, please say hi to everyone. Hello, everyone. Um, you're so nice. Thank you. Happy to be here. You're welcome. I'm honored to have you here. Um, Bree's never been on the podcast before, but she is someone who means a lot to me. Anyone who will help you win in the battle of Ticketmaster versus Army is someone you must hold <laughs> on to for life. So, like anyone who follows me knows that, you know, Bree um, and I, like, we were together to see BTS in LA. We were there when the Megan the Stallion came out and descended onto the stage. So, we were, we were, we, um, we got to see that amazingness in person, um, which I still can't believe actually happened. <laughs> yeah, like, just beautiful moments and I'm sure I will do another podcast like specifically talking about that actually Brie you might need to come on and join so we can talk about it from like different perspectives oh I'm ready I'm I'm always ready to talk about fandom are you kidding like it's my favorite thing to do (laughs) yes love it so speaking of fandom like Brie is just like another beautiful black woman who is like into this life that we are all in of like the Hallyu wave. And we're going to be right now, we're going to be talking about uh, the movie Love and Leashes. I I keep saying, wanting to say Love and Leeches, which is not correct. It's Love and Leashes, which I believe is Yeah, that would have been a totally different movie. (laughs) Yeah. I believe it's based on a webtoon, but it's about, um, it's like based in Korea. So it's not a K-drama, it's actually a film. And it's about, um co-workers the man is into bdsm specifically he is a sub and like due just the circumstance i oh, wait sorry spoiler alert um due to uh, due to him and his co-worker his fe- his female co-worker having uh similar names she accidentally picks up his package for whatever reason this man has sent his his human like dog collar to work which i just feel like was the <laughs> dumbest thing anyone could my, uh, no my friend and i were talking about that we were like why would you send that to work and i'm like well maybe he thought his packages would get stolen at his front door but dude like take the risk i think you know <laughs> i was just <laughs> there like happening. i was just there like i mean yes i i feel like it's not against company rules but i was like this is korea and like i just don't see this going well and exactly what you would fear would happen did happen his co-worker finds the package opens it they like it unfolds that my guy's into bdsm like she assumes that he might be the dom no my guy likes the sub and which i love (laughs) and then um the journey unravels of um how they get into this uh consensual uh contractual relationship of uh his co-worker who is it Soyoung from girls generation i hope i pronounced that right yes um yes from girls generation yes the maknae of girls generation she is the female lead in this and i loved this for her i mean i know that mama already acts but I loved this role for her. And she was so good. So good. And yeah, we just see uh, a relationship that isn't actually like the BDSM is actually not based on sex. It's just based on like your propensities. And yeah, Brie, I, I want you to give your thoughts and feelings like your pros and cons before I get into mine. Sure. Um. So, oh, the other, I was going to say I was looking on his name, but the the male lead in it is um, June from um, UNB, um, the the boy group UNB that was built on the show The Unit um, uh-huh. that had uh, Aces Chan was also one of the members in it. So we got Ooh. two two K-pop idols um, in the in these roles, which is like really cool um he is he's also 97 line i don't know what was in the water in south korea in 1997 but he's born in 90 he is a child (laughs) i say this like jungkook is fully not my bias record (laughs) i know i know i was like i actually was as i was watching i was like 
I'm trying to imagine Jungkook in this role since they're the same age and I just, I couldn't do it, but I can, um, I can see it. <laughs> Want I mean, you that to... boy does love his uh, tattoos and piercings. So. Tattoos, piercings, and a whole lot of leather. Yeah. Yes. It's so, everything. Um, Jungkook, why didn't you audition? I mean, hmm. that would have, that might've broken the internet. I think. Actually. Come on acting debut. <laughs> <laughs> if anything is acting debut, literally the, I think the internet would have I think that every social media Twitter if can you just imagine the poster Twitter would have melted oh just literally been in shambles it would have been let me tell you something tumblr fanfic army would have been like this is everything that we've been waiting for the the amount of fan art that would come out yeah the fanfic the fan art would have been incredible um Mm. But uh, let me get back on track. Yeah, um, we should. Like, let's, my opinions on it. Let, let's um, move. <laughs> but no, I I thought I I really enjoyed it. Um, I really didn't know what to expect. Like, I didn't know how explicit it was going to be, or if it was going to be like funny or whatever. But I found myself laughing out loud, like literally laughing out loud multiple times, mm. um, especially in the first half as they were trying to get everything sort of worked out and figured out like it was just it was like such a good comedy in that respect but also had layers of complexity I wasn't expecting because I, mm. I kind of feel like with with the subject matter they could have just gone the route of making it kind of silly and goofy and like you know not really gone into what BDSM is and just being like oh okay he likes to wear a collar and a leash and like yay now they're together or whatever it could have been very surface level but I feel like they did a good job kind of getting into the complexity of like you know when she when she decides that she might want to be his dom she like they show her googling like what does it mean to be a good dom like what what boundaries and consents and things you need to do to make sure like your sub feels safe and um which I thought was great because that doesn't really get talked about a lot um something and, we and know that Fifty Shades of Grey neglected exactly like just kind of ruined that for the community but um yes I thought that was great and then I also really liked that you mentioned you know it wasn't based on a sexual relationship because I think a lot of times people will like associate BDSM with sex and it's not always like that and so I thought it was really cool that they went the route of it just being that dom sub relationship without the sex to show that yes people want to participate in that for Mm -hmm. other reasons than you know sexual ones um and then two and it was more on the like the angsty conflict side of things I thought it was good that they talked about the prejudices that people who are in the community face and like the anxieties they have and the worries that they have, like, again, spoiler alert, um, uh, the lead, the male lead, um, he talks about how his girlfriend broke up with him when he, when she found out he was into it and like called him perverted and all sorts of stuff and like hated him. And so I think it was like, I think it was pretty cool. Like that they just went into those, that level of complexity with those topics that you just don't really see ever (laughs) um Mm. in mainstream media you know they really could have made it a joke and they I think they did a good job at taking it seriously without you know without it being like a drama but you know hitting some heavy topics which I thought was really cool of them okay so I'm gonna give like my pros and cons on this so things that I agreed with I agree in the sense that you know I think they handled the topic of BDSM like really well in terms of consent and not abuse of power and showing the fact that BDSM isn't just related to sex which is what most people think myself included when I like first discovered what BDSM even is right and um I like the fact that, you know, it wasn't so, like, again, so entrenched in sex and, like, nudity, even though I thought that's what we were going to get, considering the fact that it was rated 18. That's why I was on Twitter laughing. I was like, how is this an 18? This is a 12 at best. Yeah, it was definitely, it was definitely tamer than I expected. Given the subject matter, I thought we were going to see a little bit more just 
like they they kind of made all of that like quick cuts um without i mean at most he was shirtless and that you know at the end when she has on his shirt but it's like not like you're seeing anything like she's still yeah like we literally saw like we saw nothing we heard some like like when they were in the hotel and we could hear like the other couple having sex you know when he was right he was in like the the is it pup or dog space headspace like i don't know what to call i don't know what the (laughs) appropriate term is like those if anyone is in the community and listens to this podcast please forgive me i don't know the correct terminology but when he was in the headspace that he was a dog on the leash and they could hear the couple having sex like we saw that and then that was it that's why i was like i couldn't stop laughing i was like this is not an 18 i again we're not korean so we i guess i don't but then again some of these some of these k-pop videos like i know that is it hyolin has had some of hers like rated 15 and i think oh, there's been some male male groups as well and i'm just there like um, what are you talking uh, who is it um only one of i think they had that song libido where the i don't know if the video got it wasn't banned but it was like Definitely I'm sure more sexual and I nature. was like that that video the one where the members yeah. are grabbing it like yeah yeah they were definitely I was, like, <laughs> I was like they they were definitely if it's appropriate to say because I don't know the sexuality of the members but they were definitely playing into the whole queer 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 baiting is it called yeah yeah queer baiting um yeah I mean I guess that's what I mean, that's probably the best thing to call it without, I mean, yeah, that's just, I mean, that, that's something that happens, I think, in a lot of uh, fandom spaces in media, I should say, there's queer baiting, but, you know, whether or not any of the members are actually queer, I, you know, who's to say, but um, yeah, they definitely went, they definitely went the, like, yeah, we're going to touch each other. We're going to, we're going to go that route with, you know, like, go bold. Yeah, (laughs) they did and um that video i can see and then there's others i'll be like oh child please so the fact that this was rated 18 and bear in mind like i think the only 18 i have ever like consciously remember seeing was american beauty when i was younger and Mm. like i watched it I was way too young. I think I was 11 and I snuck downstairs like my parents were sleeping and I was just rolling through Sky movies and I ended up watching it and it was like in the early hours of the morning. And then I think like the, it was at the time, you know, where they would play movies every other, every couple of days. So I made, I watched it twice and I got into my 20s and I watched it when I was older. And I was like, how did I watch this? I was like, I was, I was 11. I didn't even understand what this was about. I was like, oh, I had no business watching this as a child. But that was like, oh, yeah. And the thing is, though, the scene, I do remember certain scenes. I was like, yeah, I I understand why that is an 18. Couldn't, couldn't stop laughing at this one in terms of how is this rated 18. But yeah. again, they did it really well in terms of addressing consent. And like you said, the prejudices, like when uh, uh, So Young's character um her best friend who she finds out later is into bdsm and how um the person she had met up with was like basically a fake and was actually more trying to rape her and she was like i'm not into this kind of thing can you not yeah she needed rescuing and they had the conversation about how there's a lot of fake doms out there and then she was crying about you know she's like I can't remember if she said I did take pictures of him. She's like, I had to take pictures for my safety, but then that makes me no better than the than the jerks who do this kind of thing. Because I know at the same time, that's the only leverage I have to like keep him away from me because I know I can't go to the police over this. Yeah, she so she she told the guy after she hogtied him, which and tased him, which badass move. Listen, like, loved, loved that it. It's like, yes, girl. Yeah, like I was like, yes, take him down. Um um, you know, I'm glad thought. it went to the just it was attempted. Yeah, he thought he messed with the wrong one. Um, she got him in that rope and he was embarrassed. But she she told him that she had taken pictures, but when they were in the car, she said that she didn't actually take them because it she thought it would make her no better than him. 
um, but did say yes, like, even if she had, it's not like she could go to the police because who was going to take her seriously, essentially, which is a shame and a reality for a lot of people for a lot of things. Um, yeah, you know, even if the BDSM part hadn't been a part of that, you know, it's like, how many women do you hear say that, like, you know, something, you know, their attempt, there's an attempt or an actual assault. And they're like, I can't go to the police with this. Like, no one's going to believe me, whatever. And it's just, I mean, that's a critique across societies that. Yeah. Across all. That's a sad fact. (laughs) Yeah. Because even that statistic of, sorry, trigger warning, but the statistic of one in five women will be sexually like raped or sexually assaulted. Those are just the ones that get reported and that's exactly like, that's a really sad fact but yeah so i loved that they touched on that and that's something that we even saw when you know the whole thing with it coming out at work that intern i wanted to smack him i was like how hard oh is my it? god bless him he was like he found the audio of them and he was trying to protect them but he sent it as a group email i was like baby not sending a group I- email is not hard I, oh. Yeah, that that part I was like, wait, what is going on? I, that that was one of my the cons of the movie for me was, I think the editing w- went poorly there because I didn't quite understand what was happening. I was like, why does he have this audio of them in the conference room? Um, for people who haven't seen it, I guess they they kind of do a last minute impromptu scene in the conference room at their job. Like no one gets naked. There's nothing. It's just sort of it's more so her yelling at him which is what he wanted um and it accidentally gets recorded by the interns um he has a recording pen yeah but like you don't find out that that's what recorded it and so like until everyone else starts getting exposed for their their like it was and this is where this is where i go into the cons because i feel like it was too rushed a lot of parts of it like the Uh, transition of like him getting the job we meet this guy and then we find out he's into bdsm and then she finds out and then she starts research i think that particular section at the beginning was really rushed i think the ending section was really rushed because again like you mentioned it's like how did the intern get the recording and then how have they still managed to keep their jobs and it was like this is why I was even surprised when we talked about it yesterday and it was like, wait, this is a movie, not a K-drama because right, I just yeah. assumed when I saw the posters for it, like it was going to be like, like what we always expect, a 16 episode drama. And I think it would have really worked well as a 16 episode drama to build. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, that the ending was definitely rushed because like it wasn't until it was over I had to sit back I was like wait why did he even have this recording pin in the first place and then I remembered um uh you know she had said something to him as she was like training the intern like if you can't remember what I'm saying record record it and I was like but that was like long after the movie was over and I was like oh that's why he had a recording pin um but yeah, like not finding out that that's what it was until after the kind of uh, the apex of the the conflict and, you know, them getting yeah. caught and the hearing on like whether or not they kept their jobs, which I was also a little confused by with their jobs because I thought it said like there was a suspension, but then they were like, no, we too many people have resigned or something. So you can't, we can't afford to lose you. And I was a little confused exactly so was i so i had to be like wait a minute so like it's so it's like what she had done she was like okay if you accidentally recorded us you probably recorded others so it turns out that their boss who was just like a sexist misogynistic annoying guy he was like having he was having an affair like basically they got audio to expose other people from the company so that you know there was too many people left and they were really good at their jobs to like get rid of them. And I guess because they technically didn't have sex at work, um, Mm -hmm. they got to keep their jobs. But I mean, there was still the typical K-drama tropes in that, that, you know, the scenes of just looking at each other and the the camera goes back from him to her, from him to her. It's like, (laughs) we had that, 
the thing, him asking her out in front of the disciplinary board, that's why I was tweeting, is now the time and the place for this conversation? Oh my gosh, I was I, I was yelling the same thing. I'm like, okay, I know you are on a roll. You are impassioned. You are loving this woman, but like, save the confession for at home, outside, know, anywhere like, but even board just meeting. outside, like right now. And then you've got the guy like popping his popcorn. He was just there like, well, since we're here in the midst of the dramatics. Which I was like, well, like me, same. Like, I was like, like I mean, okay, what's, I, what's going I was, on? I was just there, like, <laughs> uh, wow, I feel triggered and seen at the same time. Yes, yes. It was, it was definitely one of those things where I was like, yes, you were annoying in terms of the way you were talking about her and like, you know, just making fun of them and just like, oh, like, you know, what do you want to do? Like, is this how you're like all the time? Do you want to like continue? And then I was like, okay, like this is so misogynistic. Yeah. Um, but but it, it's completely accurate to what would happen. Like if, you know, if something it, like that were to go down, it, like they would try to push the blame on her. Um, oh, definitely. You know. And uh, something that I did find that I think was quite irresponsible of them, it was like the character, some, the, Certain characteristics about uh, the lead character bothered me because I was like, okay, yes, he likes to sub. And I understand that, you know, they said that, you know, he went through these things in his past, but I, I thought like they should have made it clear that just because like you, you are not a weak man if you like to sub because there's certain things yes. I have read as again, fan fiction that they're, there are men who like to sub just because they like to like let go i think it's a very common trope that um especially like high-powered men like to give their power over to like a dominatrix or a woman who's yeah like a dominatrix just because mm -hmm. you know there's like i have to make decisions all day and it's all on me so i like someone to be in control and i feel like it was important for them to address it and they didn't just like it's the same that you yeah can, you can have a woman who doesn't seem like she's like she's not the typical assertive bossy person but you know given the right circumstances you can i feel like they should have just basically said that you can have different personality types um right in these roles but they made him they made him have like very weak tendencies and I feel like they should have gone out of their way to say that just because this is the character that we have, it doesn't mean that um, this is all that a sub can be. So I think that they should have done yeah. that. And that really bothered me. No, I, I hadn't really thought about that, but you're right. Like it's, um, they didn't quite address that, that portion of it. Like, like, I, yeah, I think they could have spent a little more time talking, like, having him explain why he was into it because I feel like most of his explanations were more geared towards trying to explain himself when he thought like what, first when he was trying to hide what he was into and then also like when he was crying on the side of the car and he was like oh like you are what, what did he say like you think you I'm obnoxious, be obnoxious or something like that I, thought, I actually thought that scene was so pathetic I was like yeah because also like like, and I didn't understand why she didn't, or I mean, maybe I guess the, the theory was she didn't know what he was talking about, but like, obviously she was talking about her boss. So I was just kind of like, why didn't she just say like, oh, that wasn't about you. That was, that was about him. Um, Cause she was like muttering under her breath, but it was because her boss was making her those boss like, was misogynistic exactly. comments. And so I was just like, why didn't you just say like, 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 I feel like if, he, you know, he kept saying like, you, you think I'm obnoxious I feel like normally it would have dawned on her to be like oh oh is that like you're are you talking about what I said at the table like oh that wasn't about you that was about yeah. my boss like that was yeah I was kind of confused into that scene um but I think yeah with the crying like you know I think it was kind of playing into like oh he's this quote-unquote weak person like you know look at him crying which you know obviously crying isn't a sign of weakness it shouldn't be but yeah. stereotypically it can be and so I think that may have tipped it a little bit in the in the downside of things where it's like you are um uh, you're playing into misogyny that, oh, really yeah yeah exactly and so it was just kind of like yeah they definitely I think they could have spent more time there um also like I I did 
I, I'm, I'm sort of, uh, which we conflicted on the scenes with his ex girlfriend because hated the them. way hated like, them. she was the worst. I was like, okay, let me catch a flight real quick and come slap her because she and needs I was like, somebody and this to put is, her in her place. This is Mama from what is it, Sky Castle? Oh, is that I? I I don't watch many K dramas, so um, I didn't I didn't know who she was, but. I was like, like, I've seen your face. I've I've seen your face. Why is your face annoying me like this? And then I remembered. She was like, um, she was in Sky And I was, I was just kind of like, okay, like she's sitting here throwing the food on the floor. I'm like, no, excuse you. Like, just because you're mad, you're going to throw this dinner on the floor and like break my plates. Like, as my one friend said, like, uh, you better go down to Bed Bath & Beyond and get me some new ones. Like, what is wrong with you? You know what? I was so confused. I was thinking to myself, is she blackmailing him? Like, is she threatening, like, um, I keep saying like too much, but is she threatening to expose him? Because I didn't understand why he was just allowing her to trample all over him without any form of explanation because i, I was truly think- thinking to myself so I'll, I'll, I'll just i thought that if she was blackmailing him then that scene made sense to me mm. but because they just said that oh well she like first of all she called him was like buy me food then i'm coming to your right. house and i'm I was, just like, I was literally like bitch get the fuck out who are no, you? No, literally. Come into my breaking my glasses. I will break your I head. Know. Like, seriously, she, um, yeah, I was confused that, because, like, when she was like, oh, buy me food, I'm like, oh, she probably just, like, hung up on him. And then when she got to his house and was like, oh, my boyfriend broke up with me, I'm like, why are you, why you here? Food if you had a boyfriend like why are you here like call a friend like I'm not a friend. Like, I was like why would you think I'd do you see not you have... after you called me names? I was like, do like, you not have any grace and decorum whatsoever? None at all. If you think this man's a pervert, um, I was like, if you think this man's a pervert, why are you here? Exactly. And I was just kind of like, okay, like you are hung up on him, fine, whatever. But then you just want to be mean to him. Though I do, he did kind of stand up to her and basically just being like, you know, when she was like, oh, I can't, I hate that you're living a normal life and like with basically an unaffected normal life. And I was like, yeah what else is he supposed to be doing like of course he's living a normal life i'm sorry he's a normal person did you expect (laughs) him to did you expect him to be homeless yeah i was just like what did you what did you think was going to happen i was so confused um yeah so it was like in a way like there was something the way something he said to her and i don't remember exactly the words he used but he wasn't he was never like mean to her but he did kind of make his point of like this is me and you may see me this way but like it ain't going anywhere you know and then just not really getting forceful with her because I think you know we did already have two men in the movie who were terrible but um uh I thought I did also think that that was going to lead to like a weird miscommunication which I hate miscommunication tropes um where when she left same left and ran into um the lead on the way out I was like oh, is she going to be like, oh, are you back with your ex? And then like, you know, book it. But that didn't happen. I was glad that there was no miscommunication there. But yeah, his his ex was just the absolute worst. <laughs> Unnecessary. She would, she would have found her head upside of my refrigerator. You think you can just come into the place that I pay rent and break my things and think that you can walk out? No, <laughs> sorry. Either listen, wait, I cannot deal. But overall, yeah, she, I mean, yeah. <laughs> overall for me, like, how would you rate it out of ten? I think for me, I'd give it like a six. Um, ooh, out of ten. Um, honestly, I'd probably give it like seven and a half or an eight. Honestly, like, it was, it, it, it was. <laughs> to say it this way it, it it gave it was giving what it was supposed to give right like it was just kind of you know what yes it, it you know what I mean like it it didn't try to be too serious it was just serious enough to oh there were funny give, parts in, for sure like yeah there were funny parts they kept it light in a lot of ways they were as serious as I would they were more serious than I expected 
So that was like, and I think mm. that's what makes me rate it higher is that they took, they took a level of seriousness to an important conversation that I did not expect. Like I didn't give them, I didn't, you know, I just didn't expect that at all. So I think that's what makes me rate it higher. Like it was an enjoyable movie. I would, I mean, I would watch it again. You know, it was like, it was not going for any kind of like Academy Award. It was, you know, it was, it was good for what it was. And I'm, and it's I'm glad it's out games. there. And, well, so Wait, it's not, it's I have not never games. watched Squid Games. It's not but, what I'm, but I know what you say? like, yeah, it's not, I've never watched Squid Games because I thought, so for Squid Games, when I heard about right. it, I thought it was like a horror. So I thought it was a horror show and I, I do not do horror at all. Like I am a huge scaredy oh, cat. Oh, neither do I. Absolutely terrible. not. So I didn't, um, so by the time I found out that, so, I, but I was like, everyone was talking about it and I'm nosy. So I had like looked up all the stuff about it and like basically spoiled the whole thing for myself, which was fine. Cause I was like, well, I'm not going to watch a horror show. You know, I like the gore and violence doesn't bother me, but it's just, you know, I thought there were like jump scares and stuff. But as I was reading. Oh, no, no. Gore and violence bothers me. (laughs) I spent most of Squid Games like behind a pillow shaking violently. Yeah. So by the time I had gotten enough into reading spoilers, I realized it was more of like a psychological thriller, which I was like, oh, okay. Like I could have watched that and been fine. But at that point, I had also just spoiled myself for everything. And I was like, I'm good. Like, it's, you know, I feel like part of the enjoyment of watching it is not being spoiled by what was going to happen. So I got, I, you know, I don't know if I would enjoy it. For as sure. Much, you know, so that's, that's, don't how worry. I ended up season, not watching see, season two is coming. <laughs> so, season two is coming. Is join, join us for the um, festivities. But speaking, speaking of things that are on Netflix, something that we also, got into was the tinder swindler and um oh my god again <laughs> an, another another it, it well while this wasn't uh because you know love and leashes is a story it's a web tune. this is a real person account and yeah. again spoiler alert guys if you if you haven't seen or heard or know what the tinder swindler is about then i assume that you 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 live under a rock at this point and I'm going to need you to to find out. But basically, it's about this man from Israel, Simon. I, I can't remember if his last name is Levy or something like that. But he basically goes on Tinder, pretends to be the son of a billionaire, and hustles, hustles women out of money. So he, on this documentary, we see how he uh, swindled like three women. One of them was from Sweden. I think it's Sweden, Finland, and Amsterdam, Holland, um, out of thousands of pounds and their stories and how they made, how they, one of them, two of them fell in love. One of them just had a friendship with him. Um, but how, how they basically, their stories began, how they found out, how they went to the newspapers, turned it into an international thing, exposed him. And then it turns out he had been, he had done this to, he had been hustling people out of money since he was like 16, like between 16 and 18 yeah. years old. And he'd yeah, given from people like different stories. And yeah, I, I was really freaked out by the family. It's like, this man used to babysit our child. I was like, oh, frightening. Yeah, um, um, yeah stealing credit cards, check fraud multiple aliases just and he was only like he's only now like what 32 or something he's young yeah like, like he's older than, right now he, like he's only like a year or so older than me but breathe because we need to get <laughs> into it so we've given you guys yes. a synopsis but Bree, like because like i said earlier guys Bree and i did an exchange so i was watching love and leisure she was watching the t- how did you how did you feel when watching it and what what would you say were the were the immediate red flags for you um so i had so i my friends had watched it and so but like i was just like i really don't want to i was like i don't know if i necessarily want to watch something about people being scammed and i had never read the original article so the the original article um came out in like 2019 and somehow I missed it. I, I don't yes. know if it was because it was through well, Norwegian I had never press heard of or it. what, but I had never heard of it. So I went in pretty blind. I just knew it was like a guy who 
got on Tinder and scammed a bunch of women. But um, I was like captivated by the whole thing and just like yelling at my TV, like, like, like the red flags were immediate, but you know, obviously let me preface this with, I am not blaming any of the victims because like this guy is a professional and it, there's a reason he's been able to scam tens of millions of dollars out of people over the course of his life. So like many people, let me be clear. Like I do not blame the victims in the slightest. My, my, the, when I was yelling at these women, the first woman, the woman who was based out of Sweden, was that correct? I think her name was like Celeste maybe. No, the, um, the, no, the first woman was Finnish. Oh, Finnish, okay. but lived in London. Um, oh, okay. Okay. I, I kept getting confused on where people were because they kept meeting him in different places. And I was like, I don't even remember where your origin mm. is anymore. <laughs> so we'll just do like when, woman, woman number one, two, and three. <laughs> yeah. So the first woman who dated him the shortest amount of time, but he conned her out of $250,000. The minute oh, he was, was like, pounds, oh, it was pounds. Oh, pounds, pounds. Um, so when it, he was it would like, been like oh, I think that would have been like $350,000. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, when he was like, oh, like, I want to fly you out on my jet immediately. No, I don't know you. Like, you want my last name? No. Like, to meet you for the first time? Red flag. Red flag. Flag on the play. No, thank you. Like, I don't care that you're rich. And maybe this is me. I don't know. But I don't give out my last name to just anyone. And so the fact that he was like, oh, I'll buy you a plane ticket, blah, 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 which obviously you need a person's full name and like birthday or whatever for plane tickets. And I'm just like, nope, too much information. Like, if you want to know me um, and you're a billionaire, just come to me. And I mean, I think he did come to her first, actually. I take that back. Sorry, I'm mixing up. No, story. no, no. They, 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 n- no, he was, or he did, and he did this to, well, the first two because the third woman yeah. had been in a relationship with him for two years already. Like, actually, she was in a relationship. Woman number three was already in a relationship with him when he met woman number one, when you work yes. out the timeline. So what he what he liked to do, he would be like, oh, I'm a son of a billionaire. They, they do their Googles, they do their Instagram searches, and it comes out legit because... Yeah, the, the name is legit. Yeah, because the the Diamond Empire and the last name is real. It's of like a real family. He's just not the son of these people. Exactly. So he was like, "Oh, I'm in. I'm in London. I'm at the Four Seasons. Why don't you come and we do coffee?" So that's what he did with the first woman. So she. That's right. She that's right. yeah. She went. So it was in London, but she went to the Four Seasons. She was like immediately blown away because you know she's just an ordinary woman, does nine to five. Yeah, because it was it was the second woman that he was never dated, but was only friends with where he said, I'll fly you out, send me your passport information, which I was like, uh-uh, no, 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 like, official ID pictures, like, and you've never met? No. Same, like, no. I was like, the two That's fundamental the two fundamental forms of ID in any country are your driving license and your passport. I was like, mama, what are you doing? And she seemed to be a very well-traveled person. So I'm like, who clearly booked her own plane tickets. And I was like, why did you send him a full copy of your passport? Like, why would you do that? (laughs) Like I I, I didn't, it blew my mind, honestly, especially because yes, they, the first time she met him was him flying her out to meet him in a different country, which I was like, no, I don't even want to meet someone in a different state, like, <laughs> let alone a different country, personally. Um, mm. But yeah, the first woman, uh, I, I, let, yeah, the, the first woman, her, the red flag for me then, going back to her, was when he was like, oh yeah, like, you know, we're going to fly out on this jet, and by the way, my baby mama and my baby are coming what (laughs) like wait what um and this is date number one no yeah and I was like okay so he wants to fly you out on a jet okay flaunt the wealth whatever but why is like why is the baby mama there like that's that's like I I just last minute like I've just like your child I understand but even still I know that some parents are very wary about like just bringing a stranger even if like this person is a potential like 
right lover like like you don't just immediately introduce this stranger to your child exactly so i was like that would have been a red flag for me um especially since he sprung it on her last minute um i yeah i just oh i they they had the, they had me stressed they had me stressed watching it um it it's a very stressful watch and honestly like that first woman like you know when because i was looking the the editor of that norwegian um publication that printed the original story he had tweeted a thread of like a timeline of events essentially and if i was reading that correctly she only knew him for a handful of months before she had already been in it like had taken out you know 250,000 pounds um of loans for him plus linked him to her amex which oh my god like I the stuff that he was saying to her like again I because I can't blame her because like they were having conversations all the time who knows everything that he was actually saying to her and you know you believe what you want to believe but when you look at when you look back on it in hindsight it's 2020 the stuff that he was saying wasn't logical right it's like it, but he would he created an environment of panic by saying like I mean the way he got these women to give him money was he would say he was in danger because you know the diamond industry is a dangerous business we have enemies coming after us they and he would send them the same picture and he would send them the same picture of his bodyguard with like blooded up and then there's like blood on his shirt which I don't yeah and like stitches I I was like if you I was like if you love someone why would you send them images that distressing yeah honestly like and so, and you know, and he, so he kind of, he would create an environment of panic where they're like, oh my gosh, is this person that I'm with, like they're in danger and I want to help them and I'm going to do what it takes to help them. Um, and which is like how he is, I'm sure, able to continually get away with it because he's kind of got them all right. Like, you know, like you said, you Google him, the name comes up, the family business comes up, um, you know, he's the website taking comes up. out on yeah. a private, private jet already. So you like, if someone is on a private jet, you're like, oh yeah, they're wealthy. Like they're wearing designer clothes. They have expensive watches. They're whining and dining you. It's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. They proven to me that they have money. Um, the, with, with the first woman, after she had taken out all those loans and everything, and then he, she realized like, not that something was wrong with him in terms of like conning her, but that he like, that he might be trying to end things with her. Um, and she had flown out to get that check from him, that 500,000 pound check when he was like, oh, I'm going to mm-hmm. pay you back. Um, when she, when she was like, okay, yeah. Like, and then I got home and then I went to go deposit it. I was like, no, no, no. That's what mobile deposit is for because I need to see that this check is going through today. Like you owe me this much money. Like, I, and then she, her waiting, I was just like, oh my God, like, no, 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 no. Like, don't wait. You have to, you need to like do this over the phone or something because I was like no because you know that check's gonna be fake like as she's telling the story like that's all I could think is I hate that you waited to do that (laughs) she didn't and the thing is though so I feel like out of all the three women woman number one was the dizziest so we know that the second Mm. woman um she's used to a certain amount she's used to a certain lifestyle she even said that she's date she's dated someone in the diamond industry and i remember her talking about like simon had flown her out and he was at a club with the bodyguard i think that's something that he did that was very smart i think all of these women had also met the bodyguard so that seeing pictures of him in that way is distressing as well because you know this man you've been around his man like exactly he's not just like a faceless suit so but when she was talking about oh they were at the club and they were buying champagne for all the girls and she was like these girls are acting like vultures you could tell that they were so brand like brand new to this i feel like the second woman was used to being around people of a certain wealth class and i feel that's why that simon wasn't able to con her as a lover as a lover but kept her in yeah she was very um like she was a little she was a lot more street smart because like she was already on like her own cool trip to Greece and then told Simon to come to her yeah. um, with his like Russian girlfriend or whatever. So I was, so when they were telling her story, I was actually kind of curious like where that was going because I'm like, she seems like she would, like she didn't need 
like she didn't need money it didn't seem like and she just was kind of like over like she just wasn't impressed by anything that he was doing so I was like how the hell did he end up conning her because she just was sort of like flippant about him and I was just like oh, okay like a friend like whatever but I'm like y'all were I- close enough that you felt like you could give him $30,000 because he was in distress. Like, I was like, what? I think it's, again, because remember, they were, they were like, they were out the whole summer. So if, if you feel like, okay, I've spent time with the summer. They have flown me here, there, and ever. We've been all over Europe. He's like, blow money on me as a friend. And you seem, I think there's some kind of mental trapping in the fact that I've seen this person drop 25k in the space of four days so this person tells me they're in distress i've dated someone in the diamond industry so i know that things can be precarious if i've seen you blow 25k in three days and you tell me that you only need 30 i guess you would think to yourself okay well i'm definitely going to get this money back and i think no you're right i think the difference between her and I don't remember if they specified with woman number three, but she said that the, the money came from her personal savings. I don't remember them ever saying that she needed to take out loans in order to yeah. get that money. Yeah, because um, I know she gave him more than that eventually, but I don't think they ever said where it came from because I remember she said like she was getting kind of desperate that she needed that money. Um, it, but it seemed like it was, because I forget how much he wrote her check for that he said that was like going to be deposited and then it never was, but it was definitely more than what she had given him. So she, so she'd given him 40,000 and that was when there was a time that she was staying with her moms because she was getting her own place. Yeah, I'm assuming yeah, it was she her had a certain deposit. idea. It was her deposit. And he had sent her a fake uh document saying that he was sending her like a, a fake transaction that he had sent her like a hundred thousand as a thank you so yeah. she was gonna get sixty thousand more and right. but it never came and then he um told her to fly out he was like going to give her one of his watches and the watch is worth more than the forty thousand she gave him but it turned out to be a fake yeah um yeah, and because at that point though, that's when the investigation had started because because that was in that was flying to Munich, wasn't it? When he was going to give her the watch, I think, or was that? And she'd already no, he, she'd timeline. already got it. Yeah, so she had got the watch, and they came out, oh, yeah, and then the 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 journalists were trying to take pictures of him, and they got in the car, and she like dropped and rolled out the car. Basically, yeah, which. Um, which was like so intense, like like kudos to the VG um, journalistic and investigative journalist team because they were like, we are leaving no stone unturned. Like we are linking aliases. They, we are finding out that this is the same man. We are going to Israel to his last known. They found his. We are getting the they found off. his mother. They found like, his mother. They were all in, which amazing. Like absolutely they did an amazing job um with that story and like yeah like literally left no stone unturned to try to get to the bottom of it um and I think what was interesting about his con was that he was he had basically created a mini Ponzi scheme within these women so it was like the money the first woman was loaning him he was using to wine and dine the second woman and the third woman who was his longtime girlfriend and then you know vice versa and whatever and who knows Mm. like where else he might have been getting money from but I like I I I wasn't expecting that to be the way he was playing it which as a con is smart because like I mean like the journalist said you know he's having these women link him to the Amex but keeping it in their name so there's no there's no trace to him you know and so he can just max out these cards and like with the first woman he maxed it out twice paid it off so of course it's like okay for like two times you maxed it out you paid it like we're good and then just stopped paying on it and then she took out more loans and more cards and so he was very good in that like up front let me show you my wealth let me show you that I'm good for it and then he just cuts it and you know just gets these women more and more indebted to him um the the mm. last woman though was my favorite the girlfriend absolutely love her 
she was yeah the girlfriend from she Amsterdam was just the way she played him oh my gosh she was like I'm gonna I'm gonna swindle the swindler and I was like yes ma'am yes please do and like the way she was just like laughing at him when in she- her interview in the documentary she was just like what a loser <laughs> I was like yes. yeah she had no the way she the way that she brought out the letter that he had written to her because she had gone to wherever whichever country he was in and this is when when she had flown to him and she found out the scandal that he was in, now he is, his source of money has been cut right. off because he can't go and Tinder to swindle more women. Like, he's on the run now. So she played, like, Mama, how deep? You need to apply for MI6 or, like, you know, the CIA because you can work. She was, she was on it. She, the way she was like, she played the game. She was like, I don't believe it, baby. It's me and you. These other women are bitches. They're lying. Like she played him. And then she was like, okay, he doesn't have money, but this man wears designer clothes and everything. She left his place with three suitcases worth of designer clothes and just was like, eBay, eBay. And she did say that, you know, it didn't cover everything that like she had taken out for him, but she was definitely able to get a good portion back and i the audacity of this man to be like i need you to pawn your car sell your house sell my house I know, right like excuse me like are you kidding do you know do you know the economy we are? am i jay-z and because i was honestly was so i was a little nervous when they had started talking about it. she was like oh i realized he wears designer everything because of the second woman finding out that that designer watch was fake i was like oh god like is he wearing like fake designer because you know like i know like let's say in hong kong like the the um like the fake designer market is good like they make good fakes and so i was like oh gosh like has he just gotten a bunch of good fakes but then when she said she was in luxury fashion i was like oh then she knows like she knows what's that is legit so i was like okay she knows what's good because she knows like he these are actual gucci you know louis vuitton whatever um mama mama was smart and i liked her i would say the thing for me that blew my mind i don't know where to begin and i i've seen a lot of men especially online laughing at these women calling them gold diggers and whatever and i think it's important to remember that the concept of marrying or being with someone for love is recent how it has worked whether you want to call it back to biblical times historical times marriage and companionship has been an exchange especially for women it has been an economic exchange because it has only been in recent decades and i'm talking about maybe the last four five that women can sustain themselves independently it has always been an economic um an economic exchange and advancement if you're really good at it for women to be with a man so i don't think it's surprising to see that women like seeing a billionaire him exploiting his wealth in front of them and being like okay i want to see if i can hold on to this yeah i mean who doesn't want to be in a place of financial security like if you don't want that like you don't live in the real world i mean it's like if i can meet someone who's rich and fall in love with them and be with them like best of both worlds great you know like why the hell not and especially and that many- this man, like you said flaunting his wealth like clearly he wants to be spending money and spending money on someone because if he didn't he wouldn't post pictures of him in a jet in in his designer clothes like if he wanted to keep his wealth a secret you know for someone to be like oh i you know pretend i just love you for you whatever yeah like he could absolutely do that but no he wanted people to know he was rich and wanted to spend and, money. And it's like, there's and nothing many wrong men with do that. it. And many men do it. It's what 95% of these rappers are talking about. They're talking about, I make more money than your man. And this is why you're going to come with me. It's exactly. why many of it's why many of them will fly out IG models to be with them. So it's like, I don't want people to act like this isn't new because it is. It's just that, you have to keep your wits about you in the process. And for me, when when this girl, when girl number one said that she had taken out, like she had nine creditors after her, I was like, Ooh. sis, Ooh. okay, maybe I can understand one or two. 
Actually, I'm lying. No, I can't because I cannot imagine a conversation where I am with the son of a billionaire and you tell me who works a nine to five that I need to provide you with thousands of pounds. I'll be thinking to myself, so your daddy can't help you, your mama can't help you, your siblings can't ha- help you. Don't they say the birds of a feather flock together? So you don't have right, friends. Like, exactly. Like you don't have like... And all the designer stuff he had, the jewelry, the watches, I'm like, you can't pawn that yourself for cash. Like, you can't have a friend go pawn this stuff for you so that you can get flush with cash. Like, you have the, you have all this luxury things. Like, you can't, like, sell your car for cash. Like, you know, it's just, you know, like, you know, in, like, again, in hindsight, yeah, it makes, that's why I was kind of like, I'm sure she was so wrapped up and so flustered. And honestly, after taking out a, just the first couple of loans plus the credit card she was probably so stressed out that anything he was saying probably just made sense to her because the anxiety of all the other crap that she had going on from taking out those loans and everything was probably like I mean it was sending her over the edge like she says she she uh committed herself to a psych ward for a bit because she was so depressed and so you know, she had like suicidal thoughts that she just didn't know what to do anymore. And I'm like, and that's the problem is that he, he gets these women who he realizes are naive and then just and what breaks loves, them down. Which many people do. And I think a lot of people need to have a bit more grace in the fact that a lot of you, maybe not on that level, but a lot of you have done mad things in the name of love. Yeah. Like I, you know, I personally don't, I mean, I would like to say I would never do that. Um, you know, because just from this the get-go, some of the stuff that they did, like, in the beginning, like I said, you know, the red flags for me right off the bat, like, I, I, I saw those as red flags, like, you know, I've seen red flags in the past, like, and I just don't go down that route. So I'd like to say that I would never, you know, I would never do it, but I'd also can't say that, like, it, I don't want to ever say never, you know, just because people who are con artists are smart and they're yeah they do it for and a reason gaslight and they do all sorts of stuff and it's just like like I I know some people like this was probably like I don't know eight or nine years ago now who got like you know someone I went to college with actually um who got caught up in um who she thought was a friend and like uh it was the um there was like a group of friends of mine I guess like eight years ago and she was the roommate of one of our mutual friends and this, the roommate, she had started a Ponzi scheme. Obviously no one knew that's what she was doing. Um, and she was doing it through like, I can't even remember now, but anyway, the long story short, someone I know ended up getting taken for like $50,000, I think it was. And this is like, you know, a college oh woman and, you know, and who, you know, she, I'm sure she thought like, Oh, I'm too smart for this kind of a thing. Right. And, um, but mm this, the woman had befriended, um, you know, this group of people, she, you know, and this, you know, she was a friend of theirs for like over a year before she started scamming, but, um, she actually ended up getting, um, jail time. Like she got caught. Great. I don't, we like to hear stuff like that, which, which speaking of jail time, that was the most frustrating part of all of this. That's when I wanted to throw stuff at my TV. He only got five months, and that was for uh, like a check fraud. The, from no, it was the way use back. of the fake passport. No, it was the use was, of the fake passport. Yeah, and then it was something from 2012. They said, like I think in Israel, like that he had gotten mm. it was like part of the sentence, but it was definitely not for the fraud and conning of these three women in the documentary, like. As they said, he has never, because nope. I even Googled it because I was like, this can't be, something has had to have updated since this documentary ended. And nope, this man is still on social media, acting rich, living life, like nothing ever happened. Like, I only did, I only did five months in prison. Never got And charged. they were like, and the women are, and the bit where they said, and the women are still paying off their credit card debt. I was like, I'm like, no, no, no. See, this is when like. No, I'm flying to Israel and we're having it out in the street. Like, I just... I'm... What? I'm going to flog you. I'm going to flog you. And I was when I was Googling it to get the update, I saw that they said in 20... I think it was in 2020, he pretended to be a healthcare worker, a a paramedic, 
um, in Israel to get the COVID vaccine early. I was like, he never stops. He has no limit. He does not stop. Like, this man has no morals at all. Um, I need to see that he's in jail. I don't care what it's for, but it needs to be for a long. Because, like, you can't, you can't do that kind of wickedness and prosper. Yes, we can talk about, you know, the naivete of these women and the red flags. Yes, I'm like, someone like Simon should not be allowed to prosper. I need him at the bottom of a jail cell. Seriously. And the fact that like for a while he was still allowed on Tinder, I was like, okay, well, Tinder needs to figure out their standards of who is allowed to be on that app. Um, I know he's now banned. He's banned from Tinder. And then like, whatever the, the, I don't know if Tinder is owned by like the match.com umbrella, but he is also banned under that side of like dating apps. Um, Like, so I think it covered like Match.com and OkCupid or something like that. Maybe one other dating site. I don't know exactly how they're all merged as a business, but I know he's banned from there. I'm sure he would figure out a new way to get back on there because like, it's not like he doesn't have a million aliases to come up with. Um, but, you know, had has a new girlfriend still acting, you know, still flaunting he just, this rich that was, lifestyle. Did, didn't he just buy a didn't he just buy like a Lamborghini or Ferrari for her? Something. I'm sure it's stolen. Like. Funding this lifestyle. That's what I want to know. And I mean, like, obviously, like I said, you know, neither of us had seen that article, the original article when it dropped, but I'm hoping that with this documentary, he just has to go underground and is never heard from again, because they said he was on Instagram and, and TikTok prior yeah, to the documentary he was on Instagram. Out, but I think he's like since gone private or like deleted his account since the documentary has dropped probably because like, now he's even more exposed yeah because everyone has Netflix yeah so I'm like this not, everyone, not everyone got access to that article but everyone has Netflix right, and everybody's talking and about honestly it. if I was that billionaire family I would sue for defamation that was I was thinking the I would same want, thing. I was thinking the exact same thing. Like I, I'm not trying to perpetuate any allegations, but I'm just there. Like, so this man was just using your name, and yeah, like what? they absolutely need to like take legal action against him. Like, I just I want this man to never be seen again. I want him to be destitute, and I want him in jail. Like abolish the industrial like prison the, complex but also put him in jail yes yes like the homeless king that you are seriously like Ugh. he just the worst kind of person and to know that like you said he had done it to families where he was babysitting children like when he was younger the fact that he is by far not, not the only man to be doing this i'm sure there are hundreds of men out there across the globe thousands probably doing this very thing right now but if nothing else, I hope that this documentary is seen by enough people that maybe they'll like, yeah, you know, see the red flags or like take some caution or maybe like, you know, if they are dating someone who says they're very wealthy and who's asked to borrow money, maybe this will be like a wake up call and they'll be like, wait a minute, this doesn't sound right. And, you know, and that's what mm. the women in the documentary side is like the first woman who was the original one to take the story to the journalist is like, you know, I knew that it was going to be embarrassing for me. I knew it was going to be hard and my name was going to be out there. But like, I just wanted, like, if it could help anyone, like any just one person, I wanted it to do that. And like, obviously it helped the longtime girlfriend who had no idea what's happening until she saw the article. And then like, I'm mm. sure, you know, the article helped people because even, you know, even after the article dropped is when they found out like he had done this to more people. And now with this documentary, I can only hope that, there are other people who are falling victim to con artists like we'll see the red flags for what they are like people if yes. your gut tells you something isn't right or doesn't make sense like take a minute take a step back and think about like why that is because if it doesn't feel right it probably isn't like moral and, of the story <laughs> and even if your gut doesn't tell you even if your eyes are bigger than your stomach because remember girl number one her friends were like sis you were not getting on that private plane i remember she mentioned that her friend had done some googles on him and she was like please just be careful even if your gut isn't telling you tr listen to people around you especially when it comes to like issues of safety and money and please do not be doing any illegal things 
in the name yeah. of a man. Like, oh, if, God, if you no. take away nothing else, please do not put these men on credit cards or be taking false documents or whatever. You will end no. up in debt or jail behind this man. And as you can see, Simon is just gallivanting. Yeah, he's just living his best life, which is just so unfortunate. Like, I would, I just would be so mad. Like, I just knew when the documentary ended and they were showing all the updates. I, was, I wanted like, to oh, see him in a jumpsuit. I wanted yeah, I was to like, see. Oh, he's in prison for 15 years or something. I was like, I just knew that's what was happening. And then, oh. but what, what can we do? All we can do is hope for the best. Brie, thank you so much for giving me your time and agreeing. Oh, to you be are welcome. It was so it was so fun. I love this. I it, mean, talking is my favorite great. thing to do. <laughs> Same. Um, please, please tell the good people where they can find you if you want them to find you. Um, sure. The best place to find me is on Twitter. Um, I'm at Brie, under, two underscores, Beyonce, because, you know, Beyonce is the queen. It's B-R-I-E, two underscores, Y-O-N-C-E. Um, be warned. I just talk about, I just yell about whatever I want to because that's what social media is for. So probably yelling about a boy band. We love it. Most yelling about K-pop, probably yelling about like social injustices too. So, you know, if that's your thing, feel free to follow. If not, no skin off my back. I'm good. So um, yeah, that's where you can find me. <laughs> and thanks for having me. This was so fun. I loved it. <laughs> You're welcome. And you can, guys, you can follow us all for Storm and on facebook instagram and twitter uh soulful storm is also on spotify soundcloud and anchor gonna be trying to get it to say apple music or apple podcast as well that's in the uh, in the running and you can find me at sam patasha on instagram and on twitter so yeah have a good week have a good time and yeah bye guys bye <laughs>